Hi, we've got three of your favorite stories from the past year to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why classic diners are shaped like train cars, why multitasking is impossible and what you should do to be productive instead, and how you can use a simple tip from Mark Twain to stop procrastinating on important tasks. Let's stop putting it off and satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. Have you ever wondered why a lot of classic diners look like train cars? Diners are the best. They are. Do you always order breakfast no matter what time it is? I do. Yes. That's the right way to do it. (laughs) We can go to diners together. Great. Love it. Well, the word diner covers a pretty broad spectrum of dining establishments these days, from your mom and pop joint around the corner to national chains like Denny's. But diners have much more humble origins. Before diners were buildings, they were portable. And before they were shaped like train cars, they were shaped like horse carts. In 1872, an entrepreneur named Walter Scott from Providence, Rhode Island, got an idea. He fitted a spare horse cart with the bare essentials he needed to make food, and he rolled it out at dusk as a night lunch wagon for night shift workers and theater goers and anybody else out late at night. He served coffee, pies, eggs, and sandwiches, and he was so successful that he was able to quit his printing business. Of course, other mobile lunch carts started to copy the idea, and by the early 20th century, the market was pretty much ruled by three manufacturers, Worcester Lunch Car Company, Tierney, and O'Mahony. They kept growing, and over time, the new dining cars weren't pulled by horses, they were hooked on the cargo trains. When those dining cars arrived at their destination, they would lose their wheels but keep the late-night hours. By the 1920s, dining car was shortened to diner, and by the 30s, the Art Deco style popular in train cars started to creep into diners too. That's when the diner really took off and became a piece of American identity. And here's a fun fact. Do you know where the diner capital of the world is? New Jersey, with more than 600 diners. Although my favorite diner is the Double R Diner from Twin Peaks, which, by the way, is called Tweed's Cafe in North Bend, Washington. And yes, I've been there. This must be where pies go when they die. Research says your brain is not wired for multitasking, but we all love saving time. So today we'll tell you what to do instead of multitasking to spend your time more efficiently. I think I had multitasker as a bullet point on my resume for like 10 years. Really? Yeah. Did you remove it after you got a job here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, believe it or not, I haven't updated my resume lately, Uh, but next time I do, I may remove it for this reason. Yeah. The thing about multitasking is that you're never actually doing two tasks at the same time. You're just switching from one to the other and back again. That switching eats up more time than you probably realize. In a 2007 study, people who were interrupted by an email or an instant message during a computer task were 20 to 25 minutes behind by the time they resumed the first task, even though the interruption only took 10 minutes. A third of those people took more than two hours to get back on task. So do the opposite of multitasking and instead batch your tasks. The idea is that you split up your tasks by category, things like emails, writing, and idea generation. Then do all of each type in one chunk of time. That chunk can be one four-hour session on Mondays or a 30-minute session every morning and evening, whatever the task calls for. Mark it in your calendar and treat it like an appointment. Now, this works great for things like responding to emails or scheduling tweets, but it doesn't always work with creative tasks like writing and designing. A 2017 study out of Columbia Business School found that when people regularly switched between tasks, they performed better on a test of creative thinking than people who worked on one task the whole time, and even those who switched when they felt like it. So at the end of the day, a little bit of both might be best. Batch those pesky tasks that eat up your time 
and save your switching around for the creative stuff. Did you like how I was writing emails the whole time you read that? <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> that was very good, Cody. I was listening, I promise. On topic. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. Better sleep, better you. Remember, multitasking is impossible. But try getting anything done when you haven't gotten a good night's sleep. That's really impossible. Yeah, here at Curiosity, we are definitely no strangers to the benefits of sleep. And that's why you need to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported, but it still feels really comfortable. It's also breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you this zero gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. With Purple Mattress, you can get a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. You'll also get free shipping and returns, free in-home setup and old mattress removal, and it's backed by a 10-year warranty. You are going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 474747. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. Ready to become more productive? Well, we've got a tip today that comes from Mark Twain, supposedly. We made a video about this on Facebook earlier this year, but it's worth repeating on our podcast, and it's called The Frog Rule. Do you ever use this, Ashley? I always use this, actually. I try to always use this. When I fail, it's obvious. And when I succeed, it's like the best day ever. If you don't know what this rule is, supposedly Mark Twain once said something along the lines of, eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. There's actually no definitive evidence that Mark Twain spoke or wrote the phrase. There's even an alternate version that goes a little like this. And this might help make this tip make more sense. Quote, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first, unquote. In more practical terms, the frog is your worst, least enjoyable task of the day. That thing you're dreading. But a lot of the time, it's also the most important thing for you to do that day. At least a couple authors have written about the benefits of doing this. Self-development author and public speaker Brian Tracy wrote that, quote, Successful, effective people are those who launch directly into their major tasks and then discipline themselves to work steadily and single-mindedly until those tasks are complete, unquote. And retired U.S. Navy Admiral William McRaven says that he makes his bed every morning so that he has a sense of accomplishment at the start of his day. Not to mention some pride in sticking to a good habit of self-discipline. Try it at work this week and see how it affects the rest of your work day. That is where I find it is really, really helpful. Definitely. Sending those dreaded emails, making that phone call you just don't want to deal with. Get out of the way before noon and the rest of your day will just go so smoothly. Totally. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for more of your favorite stories of the year on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.